0: stands the sinful man to face his judgment day he has turned his back on his family and spilled the blood of his brother i didn't want to do it ray why'd you make me do it right now i have your blood on my hands at judgment day i'll have your life Surrendered to his desires. Walker, I want to have sex with your wife. And let his passion grow into an unstoppable rage. Come on, you want some. I want your There's no running from what he's done, there's no hiding. so bad that they say I quit. I have been busted open, black eyed, and I have bled buckets. And through it all, the words I quit.
1: And welcome to the first podcast of the One Two Three Scriv era. My name is Graham, of course, and I will be reviewing uh, classic wrestling pay-per-views from the past, of course. And today we're going to review WWE's Judgment Day 2005, <laughs> uh, an era where it was okay, I guess. Uh, you know, it was a, an odd year, uh, a bit of a sad year as well, with one particular wrestler. Going uh, that year, that yeah of course, of course. Uh, I've watched the show today. Just to have a look, and I've written most of the notes and uh, see what I can pick out from it's. Uh, it's a unique show. It's probably okay. I mean, I've got Backlash two thousand five on a DVD somewhere. And I'd say this one looked better than Backlash. I think. Yeah, you know, I mean. You know that for WrestleMania, they had to, the Raw SmackDown was on their own brands. Um, but yeah, I think Judgment Day was uh, slightly better than Backlash. You know, Backlash had guys like you had some stars like you know Shelton Benjamin, Chris Jericho, Benoit, Edge on there. You know, even Hogan and Michaels teamed up. But then you had guys like Hassan, Viscera a ta tag into a match which was rubbish and the main event was a bit rubbish too. But this one I think apart from one match I think or maybe two, I think this one was probably a, a solid show. Probably not one for to forget, but it's a solid show no doubt. Um as you may heard, the opening video package uh, consists of the three matches they keep an eye on. And uh, well, I must admit, the video package is great. It's better than the, the, the pro, open packages uh, today, I think, because they're all fast-paced. Yours are like slow sort of thing. Um, it's got Eddie Guerrero turning his back on Rey Mysterio, um, saying, why you, you, you let me do this, Rey? Of course, big feud between those two. Uh, then it has Booker T. Angle. Angle uh, just coming off a, a razor-sharp victory against Michaels at WrestleMania. Back to Smackdown and wants to have sex with his wife. So to make Kurt Angle into a sort of stalker, rapey type guy. Not his character for me, but then it's 2005, it was Kurt, Kurt Angle, of course. Uh he yeah, good promos back then. Uh, and then it's the JBL John Cena rematch uh, in an I Quit match. Um, yeah, their feud was not that great, I remember. Um... They had food in 2008 as well. I don't think they have any good matches. I'm not too so sure. But um yeah, that, that that's uh you know, like key moments of your free free matches I should say. Uh and incredibly the, it just goes, you know, straight to the pay-per-view itself. I mean, incredibly enough, you know, Michael and Taj, your green commentators, of course, announced team. Usual, of course, as they always done them. Um, Back then when they did the uh, Raw and SmackDown Zone shows, it was much better than they did the, uh, I think it was twenty six sixteen, where Shane McMahon came back and Stephanie was there and they had their own brand. Stephanie was on Raw, Shane was Smackdown and they did their same, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be, no. Uh, I, it uh, there were some people who were like, nah, it's, it's a bit muddling, I think. It wasn't as good as they did before. I know they were, tr- they were trying to do, but it's just like, it's not going to last long and it's back to normal now, obviously. But um, you know, back then, you only had the Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series as your main big four to do both brands. Um you know, and some of the shows that they did of their own, some of them were quite good, some of them were bad, and some were just like ridiculous. <laughs> um, amazing enough. But um no, I think it was it was better then than it was ten years later. Yeah, sort of thing. Um anyway. Um let's go to this main show. Uh, it's straight to an opening match, incredibly enough. It's uh for the WWE tag team championships, the SmackDown belts. Which the, those belts I think were better than the tag belts that they had uh, now, because the belts are crap. Like uh, a lot, you know. Larissa talks said they just can't improve them. You know, they just can't improve the belts. It, the belts nowadays they're not, they're not the the belts that don't appeal to me really, you know. Um I mean the input Championship is probably the best one, I think, out of the out of the, the titles. But uh, you know, I prefer that like, the NXT title really. It looks better uh, than ever. So but um yeah the 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 belts back then for the, the tag team, you know the world and the, the SmackDown they were much better really. And uh I think they were respectable. Anyway, the tag champs, obviously, were Eminem, Mercury and Nitro, along with Melina. Uh, Melina cuts a promo, uh, saying that they're the hottest tag team, uh, I think, when Hollywood, and King brush with greatness. So, yeah, uh, fans boo, of course. But Melina looks pretty hot, as usual. Very good worker, you know, former women's champion. Um, and Mercury and Nitro was a, a good tag team, you know. Uh, you know, They only came to the company that year and beat Guerrero and Stay for the Belts, and they became tag team champions. Um, I once, When I first heard of them, I was like, who's, <clears throat> who's Eminem? And I was like, I never heard of these two. Uh, and of course, Nigel was Johnny Mundo, Mercury, I think, worked in a couple, It was Jerry Matthews, I think he was. I thought, oh, yeah, and they made him a tag team, and that's how they become a tag team. So, you know, very good, unique um, team, to say at least. And they were defending the belts against uh, Hawke or Holly and Charlie Hoss. Um, weird pairing, I must admit. I mean, you know, Holly always gets these these partners. Uh, and Haas well, Hoss did as well. You know, Hoss is like the Chad Gable now. When he was with Shelton Benjamin. I think they were trying to reenact the World's Greatest Tag Team with Chad. In that, it didn't really work. Um, but Hoss is like, looks like Gable, really. There's a similarity. The wrestling skills. But Haas uh, always had uh, partners. A year, be- a year before Judgment Day, he was a tag champ with Rico, which was another odd tag team. Uh, but they got on quite well, I think. Uh, even though Rico is supposed to be gay in the storyline, um, Holly always gets partners. It doesn't really work out for him, you know. He who yeah, was another one he had uh, beforehand. I can't remember who it was, but I know he teamed with uh, Cody Rhodes in 2007. Had some Pretty much dreary matches, and then they thought we've got to split this team up. And then somehow they did when Rose re- went, went with Ted DiBiase and Holly was gone. So, but uh, no, the challenges was um, they got a pop, they got a pop really. Holly got a good chance you know, that's amazing, even though some guys don't rate him. But it was not that bad. Uh, but apparently, during the match, Mark Hull says. He's a multiple hardcore champ and tag champ, and he says he's a multiple intercontinental champion, and I'm like, he never won that belt, so that's come his mistake for you, but he does a, a good st- standard drop kick, as most people think he was pretty good, so a very good standard drop kick, it's it's a usual tag bounce, um, the heels working on one guy usually, Holly gets, it's worked a lot, and then Charlie Hoss has to make the you know, tag and make a save, there was a flying dive outside, really good. Um But I got also m on the first defence win with the snapshot on Hoss. Uh, it was a bit of a weird ending. He I mean he gets a pin he gets a pin on Mercury and now I chose distracting the ref of some kind. But I'm not sure there was a spot there, but he's pointing at Hoss pinning Mercury and like which well, your buddy that is getting pinned. But, you know, Murphy kicks out. And then Nigel just gets distraction, does a snapshot. They get the win and retain the belts. Yeah, a fair opener. I gave it 2.5 out of 5. So, it weren't too bad for me, really. Um, fans still do at the end. But, uh, Taz and Cole light Melina's boots at the end. So, but, um, yeah, after this, Holly and Hoss, I don't think, ever team up ever again. I think Holly has a break. Haas still continues. Uh, I know a one paper He team with Viscera. I have no idea why they made him team with Viscera, For it's an odd pairing. And I think they'll both be, be a heel tag team. But, but uh, Yeah, and of course, two years later, he went back with Benjamin as the world's greatest tag team, which, despite getting just one tag title shot in that year, it just never worked for them. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what Charles doing. I thought we went to Ring of Honor for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Harley, uh, obviously, is not a wrestler now, so he's given up. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of beef backstage. Harley doesn't like rookies. Um, obviously, there was an incident t- tough enough when he beat Matt Capitelli. If you don't want to know, um, he was trying to rough him up. Uh, Matt Capitelli was being up for near enough real. Uh, really bad for Capatelli, who's was in with us. He you know, had cancer, I think, and sadly passed away couple of years ago. Um yeah, it it ended his career badly. It was just really bad. I think Al Snow had a talk uh, shoot shoot about it, I think, on a on an interview, so yeah, it was uh, a disappointment for that that, that guy. But uh, yeah, Holly doesn't know how to roughen people up, I think, and stuff. Um so yeah, but uh that's all I can say about the opening really. Eminem of course, uh retainer tag titles. They had a couple of tag titles in 2005 and then they lost to Animal and Heinrich. Weird tag team. Uh, they feud them for a bit then they won the belts back then they lost to Batista Mysterio and then they won the belts back. So well, three-time tag champs really. And of course a year later just one day they Defender the belts again against London Kendrick uh, which they lost and uh, Mercury went to rehab and then Nysha had a singles push which was pretty good from WWE. Um, but the usual uh Tag bound. It's not too bad. Uh, no back segment yet. It goes straight to the next match. It's uh, Carlito versus Big Show. And I thought, oh yeah, I forgot this was a, a little feud. I thought, Carlito versus Big Show? Odd match. <laughs> um, it has a little video package to show of um, Carlito's coca-cabana. Uh, Big Show is his guest. He grabs it by the throat, he grabs the apple, eats it, but apparently um, it was a poisoned apple and he collapsed to the floor puked it back out spagged it back out and then Khalid's laid him out and the following week uh, he gets laid up by Matt Morgan uh, which is Colito's aide, so that's his backup so yeah Matt Morgan's in this could have been a handicap match really but it's one on one but uh, yeah Morgan I think he looked a bit green in WWE. He's, he was good in TNA, but he looked a bit green in WWE, I think. And, uh, I'm surprised he was still there, because like, it was in 2003. I'm sure he was released in 2004, but they brought him back for this one. Um, Khalil cuts a uh, promo. Uh, well, he comes out with a better reaction. He cuts a promo, talks about Randy Moss, his mate, says Minnesota's not cool and don't appreciate talent like Morgan. Morgan looks at him as if to say, what? Okay, so no, he's a big guy and he's gonna do some damage, yeah, sort of thing. Margaret Orange smiles. Um, one sign says choke slams are cool. I remember that. And uh, it's not really a rhythm of match. Big dominates Colita for a bit. Brian Hebner gets bumped. Uh, you know, sort of thing. Matt Morgan F 5s a big show, which got a, a gas from the crowd, and Colito Kalita wins. Commentators were a bit surprised that. Morgan F5 show, it's like, it's been done before by Brock Lesnar, but not by another guy, so, yep, yeah, they were, the comments were surprised, Morgan's F5 show, That was got the pop from the crowd, and so Colita gets the victory, so, yeah, another defeat for Big Show, to think, at the start of the year, in 2005, he was on a W Championship uh, shot, with JBL, uh, it just went bad to him again, at WrestleMania, he took on Akebono in a sumo match, no idea what they were going for there, and he's just back to losing streak again, I guess. And then drafting to Raw, you think, oh, what's he going to do on Raw? Somehow, they, uh, he becomes a tag chat with Kane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was big show in two thousand five. It was a terrible, terrible year for him. Just did absolutely jack jack shit, really. Colito, on the other hand, he went to Raw and won the Intercom Championship, which was a good push. And you think, oh, yeah, Colito's won the IC title. <laughs> um, that, that's pretty good. Uh, but then he lost to the veteran McFlair, and it just went to pot for him. So, yeah, never worked for Colito at all. It was great to see him back this year at Rumble, but it's just like, well, you're only there for that one-off appearance, mate. We don't want you again. What was the point of re-signing? So... Yeah, real shame. But uh, no, it was a, a what was I say? A two a two out of five match. I gave it. So it was a it was a bit of an odd match to put. But there you go. I should I I think. Uh, then they show a, a video package for the Sea Angle match, which wasn't going to be the next bound. It was match number four. But they showed a video package and. It's a weird one. Angle, who just knocked off Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania, back to SmackDown and is feeling someone else. Uh, there was a four corners match for the for the right-to-face WWE champion. Uh, Angle eliminated Booker T with a uh, chair shot. He just down with him at Layfield, but then Booker T hits Angle with a chair shot uh, for revenge. And then Angle tells Josh Matthews, you know, i am saying Booker T and all that. And... Just like Sharmel, he's she's gonna get what is what is coming, and wants to have sex with Booker T's wife. Yes, they made Kurt Angle into like a sex offender slash rapey kind of guy. Did it really suit Angle to do that? I mean, come on, he's a respectable, nice guy. Why would he want to do this? Yeah, you know, I know he's had trouble in the past, like I think, but. Why would he want to do this? <laughs> it's just a, just a weird one, uh, really. The video package is mo- mostly excellent, but, uh, you know. Then they cut backstage, Charmel and Bookerty talking about it, and Charmel gets a present. It's from Angle because it's got lingerie and handcuffs. Booker T is <laughs> uh, irate. So he leaves Charmel and says, I'm going to sort this right now. And he's looking for Angle backstage. Uh, so yeah that was pretty much all there but uh, this was a, like uh, a mini feud really because after this angle went to raw and feud with Shawn Michaels again so switch my light on there uh, so yeah that was pretty much uh, what happened back then we come on to match number three it's for the Cruiserweight Championship it's uh, Paul London against Charo Guerrero Paul London won the belt from Charo in a battle roll, I think they said of course, uh, Charo back as a heel, of course. It was mostly a face, well, a little bit of a face in 2004, but that, that didn't like never happened, so he's back as a heel, of course. Um, there's no Charo sucks, I don't think, but uh, London gets a good pop, of course. Uh, fun fact about poor London, uh, in an ending of the show segment in 2007, it was the episode when Vince McMahon was walking to his death in that exploding limo, uh, Paul London and his best mate, and his mate Kendrick, smiled, and they weren't supposed to do that, and they got suspended for a bit. I think, especially London, he nearly got fired for that because he smiled because they broke character, and uh, that didn't go well with Vince, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I remember about Paul London. I don't know what he's doing now. I'm gonna have to look at Wikipedia page, but uh, I know Kendrick. I think Kendrick Kendrick's still wrestling. He was in the crew 205 live. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what Paul London's doing now. Anyway. And this match, um uh, it was high, fast paced action. It was a decent match, I think. Um you know, there's a few decent moments and Chao works well and Paul does his half moves. Paul takes out Chow on the outside and he just catches him. You know, there's like a I don't know what it's called, a springboard or whatever it is. Uh soon died, looks a bit risky. Paul did actually grab Chava, I think, or oh, was it Chava, All the other way around. Uh, London wins a 350 splash. Was, uh, 50 splash, very good back and forth ma- matchup, of course. Two and three quarters out of five, I, I probably gave it, gave it, and uh, gave it, so... Gave it. I gave it. Um, but yeah, I think it was a, a very good match. I mean, the Cruiserweight Championship wasn't really mostly talked about in that period. I mean, the belt that they had back then was won by Hornswoggle, the last champion. At that period and they decided not to talk about it anymore so yeah really really weird uh, to say the least <laughs> but uh, yeah that was a brief for you yeah. um it's not the last time we're going to see Chavo Guerrero he does come back later on for the uh, semi main of course but uh, yeah it's a decent match I must admit it's not a lot to say it's just a usual Cruiserweight match with um, Back and forth matchups, of course, of action, of course. So that's all I can say. Uh, backstage, Booker T still looks for Angle. Uh, he sees Funaki in the trainer's room, I think, or uh, uh, medics' room, I think. Kidman, he sees Kidman as well. He didn't say anything. Uh hard calling Charlotte Hoss and uh, Shannon Moore. They don't see Angle. Uh, weirdly, I think, I'm think i not sure that was Kimmen's last appearance in WRA because he got, I think he got fired in 2005. So yeah, I'm not sure that's the last appearance from him. God, a backstage segment. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, Bugsy sees he all the guys. Holly says, oh, I haven't seen him and all that. And they're just like, that's weird. Uh, and then uh, next thing, Angle rubs Sharmell's shoulders. Sharmell screams. Angle's on top of her... Really looking like he's going to shag her or something. But his music hits, and that's my music. And when I beat Booker T, I'm going to get you and lay you out. Very, very scary now. But this is 2005. This is probably a Vince idea. Yeah. Uh, Then we get to the Booker T-Curlangle match. Um, It's not a bad match, I don't think. Uh, Angle gets busted, uh, gets busted mouth already. Uh, back in Booker to win, because of what Angle's done. I think Taz is on Angle's side, because he obviously has to have a character. I'm not sure there's a mixed reaction from Booker T in some parts. I mean, it wasn't long until his heel turn, when he became King Booker. So, yeah, kind of a, uh, mix for here. Angle bleeds on the head, um... But it was a it was a pretty okay match. You yeah, always have okay match of of Kurt Angle, but it does have a very botchy finish, which I thought, oh, is that how it ends. Angle get, uh, I, say, I think it's going for Olympic Slam, but then Booker T rolls him up, and then Charles Romney gets the three count, but you don't often like you don't actually hear the three, and Angle's like, looks confused, Comedy's like, oh, the match is ended, and Booker T's music plays. And then, Charmel comes out, and then Angle just beats up Booker T, grabs Charmel, and then Booker T handcuffs him, and then they kick Angle's ass. So, do both of them get over in this? You tell me. It's, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's a very weird one. I don't know if it is, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it ends, really. You know, they just slap, you know, slap. Well, Charmel slaps Angle, so Angle's in a two-on situation here, and he's outnumbered, and he's the heel. But uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Should they get over with that little finish? So it usually does happen that kind of finish, like the Big E Apollo match this year. You know, none of them got over in that one. So, but yeah, it, I just looked. I thought, is that really meant to be the finish, or wasn't it? Uh, it it does make it wonder with this. So uh, Angle just gets unchained afterwards by the officials and it leads to a course of booze. But uh, I gave it a 3 out of 5. It wasn't a bad match all in all. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a fair one. they never meet again. This is just only a one-off match. Because uh, Angle goes to Raw and Feud with Michaels and John Cena. So Oh, and Eugene. He has a Feud of Eugene at one point. Oh, God. <laughs> for Angle's... Me- for his own medal, because he lost. I happened to have a match of SummerSlam, and it was a proper good match, and yet Angle had to win the belt- the gold medal back. Yeah. Uh, then there's a few moments. There's a box called Roberto Duran. have never heard of him. He gets introduced. Talks about winning the titles. And then Contaz talks about the I Quit match. Now, TNA did this with the Tell the Tape. Uh, with three things it's always three things and some of it looked a bit crap you know not the the best way to describe what's happening for a match so so Taz decided to do one with his keys to victory so it looked and I thought really? you know there, there's one right out of the box no idea what that means. Pure persistence, probably. Yeah, and don't quit. Those are the three things. It just feels wrong to do this. You just think, no. It, uh, the, the, key, the key to victory is just. My would be beat your opponent so hard. Um, then, blah. Pff, you know. Put him a submission or throw him out the arena, of some kind, and make sure you make him quit. But these these three looked a little bit looked a little bit naff, and I'm like, why? Yeah, it it don't make sense. I mean, as a viewer, you think, well, that that looks crap. You're just making words up right out of the box. Out of the box for what? Just the ring? Pure persistence. I mean, you need resistance. Yeah, then persistence. So, yeah, I don't know what they were going for. Yeah, it's just a very weird, weird summary, I think, from Taz's point of view. But that is this is WWE, I guess. I don't know. Kind of weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, we come coming to the next match. Oh, dear. It's for the WWE United States Championship. It's Orlando Jordan versus Heidenreich. Yeah, this was a pay-per-view match. Um, nothing much to say about this one. Um, Heidenreich's promo is wanting a new friend. He's the baby face now. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he sees a girl called Alex. I think must have been a planted fan or a daughter of someone in the backstage. Uh, he does a poem because that's his gimmick. Pretty catchy. wasn't too bad. Minnesota likes it. They cheer for Heinrich. But the match was just... You know, very, very boring. Jordan's uh, shouting abuse at a 10-year-old girl. You think you're shouting at a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, that's that's wicked. Finish comes out of nowhere. He just hits a DDT and wins. I was like, oh, there you go. And it's just a boring match. You know, I give it one out of five. No, one and a half out of five, really. Um, But, yeah, it's just... uh, a very methodical slow boy match, but I kind of guess with involving Lando Jordan. I mean, some I don't remember once reading someone said Jordan was the worst US champion. Maybe he was, he's not a bad guy, but you know, it's only when Chris Benoit came to the SmackDown, it's like you've got to work with him now, and he's going to make the best out of you. And they had okay matches until SummerSlam, where Benoit defeats him in twenty odd seconds, and then Jordan's career just goes downhill. Yeah, after that, Heiner right, you know, he's a retired wrestler now. He he got fired later on in, in WWE. So, but yeah, it's um, just a weird one. And after the match, Heiner does this little thing—he with with Alex. So yeah, that's all I can say. It's there's nothing much about this match. Um, it's just weird that Heiner Reich's a babyface, and you think. He was a menacing guy, attacking the Undertaker the year before, and feuding with him. You know, and now he's a beloved babyface. Just so weird, really. Um, But that's all I can say about it. And this was like the fifth match out of seven, so it was the third from Maine. (sighs) Weirdly, no idea why. Um... Well, you just had the Angle Booker team match. I guess you need something to quiet the fans down. You get this one. So that's that's all I can say. Um, backstage, Josh Matthews, everyone's favourite commentator. Interviews JBL. Usual JBL promo. He has the old W Championship that Cena won, won the belt from at WrestleMania because Cena's got that stupid spinner belt. So JBL says he's going to bring that one. So, yeah. It doesn't get used again after this show, so... But, uh, that's all I can say. Uh, just usual JBL. He's saying he's not going to quit tonight, of course. Josh Matthews looks so young in this. <laughs> looks so young. Um, then we come on to the top two main events. The first one, Eddie Grover's very Mysterio. What a few this was. Uh, the value package. Very emotional. Very good. And kind of heartbreaking. You know... Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, they become best mates, family, tag team champions, they will have no way out. And then they have the matchups. Uh, Ray beating WrestleMania. And then Shadow sort of telling Eddie, oh no, Ray's not, should be part of your family. You know, and Ray said, no, you're, you're double crossing him all that. And then there's a tag match where they lose the belts and then Eddie's not tagging in on Ray. There's one bit Eddie doesn't turn up to help Ray because he has car trouble. Uh, he costs Ray a match against JBL, that knows for normal we'll contenders for the title. So yeah, it's it's all happening with the Eddie heel turn. And then at one point Ray gets attacked by Eminem again. Eddie makes a save, but he lays him out. And then he hits the brain buster on the steps, so sickening the mask is ripped, he's busted open, you don't get to see Rays fully face, but it's ripped, and then he says, "You will see why what I do, and stuff. So it's a great video package, but very very emotional uh to say the least oh, no, at least but um it's 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 it's, it's something really. Uh, they have other good figure packages as well for the next two shows that they meet, of course, American Bash and SummerSlam. But uh this really meant something, this was pretty good. Uh you know they have the entrances. Uh and it had come as if uh, can you feel the heat intro with a phone call? Uh there's a few Eddie chants on the front of the, the, the crowd. So there were there were like some Eddie Guerrero fans in the arena as usual. Um and there's one point in the match, Eddie Guerrero's got Ray, and he's doing like a... Like a buster, I said, I couldn't think of a move. He does like a that sort of buster on the announcer's table. And he goes on top of the announcer's table, and he's about to do the brainbuster. But then Brian Heather pulls him off, and the fans boo. Because they want to see Eddie, the heel, beating the crap out of Ray, And the fans boo, because they want to see this brainbuster. So that was a bit of a good moment. Um, you know both men do back and forth matchup, of course. You know, Eddie puts the Boston crowd; he turns to the STF pretty good because he's a good technical wrestler. So yeah, this was a a little fun match. You no, know, very unique. Um, obviously Eddie really telling a story of how he's going to beat Ray. Ray does his little fight back, but Eddie's still getting control. Fans do boo Eddie. I'm not sure to boo Ray. I think I'm not sure. Then Chow Grau comes out, Jack's referee, Eddie gets the chair, but Ray sends him packing. And then the ending was, a, was just like, you know what's coming, come in, but you didn't expect it or sort of thing. Because Ray hits a 619, he's going to do a high fly move, but the camera's pointing on Ray, and the next thing, bang, Eddie hits him with a chair and gets disqualified. And then he just beats the crap out of Ray with the chair shots um you know it's just protect eddie from losing i guess on his heel turn really but uh yeah this was uh it was it was way they they, they panned it out It's was like you know this visual you know it was in fact you know what was, was coming because there's a steel chair but you didn't expect it to be like that it's just like next one thing to another because the commentators just keep an eye on ray they don't keep an eye on eddie grow because they keep looking at the monitors that's what they're looking they're not looking at the ring and, uh, you know, Eddie hits him a chair and he gets disqualified for it. And he leaves with a sort of mixed reaction. Fans do cheer, but they also boo. And then Ray just gets caught out by officials, really. One of them with Finley, credibly enough. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I can say. But uh, a very good, uh, you know, uh, match, to say the least. And... Uh, Heck of a, a video package, I guess. Uh, that's all I can say. I gave it four out of five. It's probably that I said the match of the card because it's two wrestlers that have good chemistry and know a lot about each other. So, um, uh, so, but the food still continued, I guess. Uh, which was American Bash. That was the moment Dominic was getting involved. Uh, you know, the secret, which turned out to be. I'm your puppy, and then he had the custodonic match, you know the where the F is Vicky, Hmm, <laughs> that SummerSlam, yeah. And then he lost them all, and then took a break. Feud with Batiste for a bit, and then sadly he left this this mortal world, which was a sad sad loss. You know, it was a very sad loss. In two thousand five, I didn't expect it. I didn't want to, have to believe it, and it it said it was it was true, but. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Um a brilliant feud I think between Ray and Eddie um and some excellent matches. Which is that Eddie went too soon, I think. You know. If he was still alive now, I don't think he would be in this, this the company he'd probably work somewhere else, but he'd probably retire. But he if he was wrestling now, you know, him versus Roman Reigns? No, don't think so. Him versus Seth Rollins, no, I don't think so. Him versus Drew McIntyre, don't think so. No, doesn't sound right as a match, really. But um, you know, if, if Del Rio was still in WWE, you know, if we were if we were still alive in twenty ten, I think a feud Del Rio would have been pretty much good. You know, Mexican versus Mexican, I think that would have been a good feud. So, but uh, it's just a sad, sad way he's gone now. Yeah, 16 years. 16 years. It's weird. Um, but after that uh, glorious match, it's only pretty, it's eight minutes long, this, but you know, I'll be fine. I was going to put the video packages, folks, but uh, I just totally forgot. <laughs> so i do write another another podcast, of course. And then we get to the main event, the uh, W Championship match, the I Quit match between John C and JBL. Video package... It's not bad. Cena wins the belt at WrestleMania, and then he shows in with rapping. Wow, that's 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 really good, isn't it? I mean, it's not too bad of a package, apart from his rapping skills. And they said, oh, he's going to be a movie star and stuff. And you're like, yay, he's got his own video. The rapping songs were rubbish, folks. Yeah, it's, it's just for like, oh god, this is how you make a star, folks. Jail hates it, says you're not a champion, and then Cena says, I'll give you an I quit match. So they did. And now, uh, excuse me, I yawned. Jail comes out in his limo with the old Championship belt. But Cena gets a better entrance. He comes out in the truck. It's so Vince McMahon idea, I think. Vince thought, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Jail's going to come in his limo, but I'm going to give you a better entrance, John. Yeah, and he does all right. Yeah. Gets a bare entrance. You think yeah, Cena always gets a good entrance to these events? I remember the two thousand six Royal Rumble against Edge. Comes out on this big ramp stage, and Edge Edge comes through with dry ice, and you think, "Well, we know who's going to win this one." God's sake! It's unbelievable. And then there's WrestleMania twenty three. He comes out a full Mustang. Yeah. Seeing so you guess the grinding engines entrance, entrance all right uh but this match though um well the, well well before I do there's a sign saying them um, just boring lame in the initials of jBL it's pretty good um spinner belt I think is is like a toy it's not the best belt it's just a belt is okay, I guess, but you know the spinner belt that had happened from 2005 to 2013 poor it's outdated now for sure very outdated um, hmm. um it's his usual brawling first you know they start in the ring then they go on the outside with the crowd and then jaybo gets the mic and says quit and say i quit you son of a bitch Cena just hits him with a mic and then they brawl. and then jayway gets a chair and he hits cena right on the head and then Cena bloods please, a pleaser gusher. Similar to year before Eddie Guerrero. So I to do a John Cena. And Cena is really bleeding like hell. It's it graphic, very to say the least. Um, and then, you know, it, it's just the usual brawl. JBL sat to ascertain my quit. Uh, no, Cena backdrops to seek JBL for a table, uh, which was a pretty good move. And... Um, Cena bleeds from the chest shots, as I said. Um, fans a little bit quiet, uh, mainly because of Cena's blood, I think. Um, but they go back and run again. There's a, there's a moment when he does a hip toss, and I must admit that hip toss that Cena did does, it's just ridiculous. You think no one does a hip toss like that now where you move your legs forward in a sitting position and then you flip JBR. No one does a position like that. It's rubbish, that hip toss. Absolutely rubbish. Never seen it like it. Um, but yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> say. Uh say... Cena gets choked uh, at one point. Near, it's not far away from the ending. Uh, I must admit that the blood's all over the limer as well. It's like they've just really been in a messy brawl, but... At one point, Cena gets choked, but he reverses, and Jamie goes straight into a TV, and then JBL gets busted open. It's a really poor spot. I, I, it's really poor, the way they're connected. JBL just, just goes straight into it very badly. So he gets the blood everywhere. It looks so gruesome. Very bad. Very graphic. And JBL lands on a table, which was, like, covered with a blanket. I didn't see that coming. No one saw that coming, but JBL gets planted for a table. Cena grabs something from the truck. I think it's one of those silver pipe things, but then JBL sees it and thinks, "I think, oh no, I don't want to get any more beaten." I quit. I quit. I quit. And at the end, JBL just like pointed to his head, said to say, "Oh, I've outsmarted him." I'm thinking, "No, you didn't outsmart. You're thinking you just lost." But Cena decides to use that weapon and throw it into JBL and through that plain glass. And you could tell he was coming all one, and that's how it ends. Yeah, I just yeah I just thought well, you know I don't know why JB decided to point to his head thinking yes, I felt smarted Cena, you didn't you lost you you said I quit because you didn't want to take more beating. I think it was a go-ok okay match. I gave it a four out of five, not four and a half really, but it's it's not as good as the Eddie Ray match, but it's it's a fair standard match. It's a fair standard match. Uh, thing. But usually seeing the JBL matches, they're not that good. I mean they had another match just judgment day three years later. And it was boring. It was a poor, poor opener. And what's worse, in this one, Cena doesn't know if he had suplex on JBL. He does it again three years later and he couldn't. Was JBL getting heavy at that point? I don't know, but oh they had a few in day I mean I think the New York City parking lot brawl was probably the best one. Uh, the last time I it was Rumble Night two thousand nine, that wasn't good. It was just it's just not good. It was Layfield's not. I mean, he's a wood. It's a solid worker. Those those matches, he's not really that good. But he's a solid worker. But I don't know. It's it's one of those things, really. But um, for me, really. But um, yeah, that's all I can say, really, on the. Uh, the uh, paper itself. I mean, the pay-per-view was, uh, I must admit, standard. It's probably a forgettable one, I think, um, to say the least. But uh, I think there was some good good content there. I think, you know, Eddie Ray was the match of the night. Jordan hand right, the worst match. <clears throat> I think mean, it was cool matches, you think. Kind of odd, but um, when a draft happened... <clears throat> you know, all changed then, and, you know, Cena went to Raw, and Batista went to SmackDown instead. So, that's all I can say, but, uh, it was a solid show, um, you know, on that day, and, uh, I don't know what to say on that one, really, but, <laughs> really, but, if you go on the network and watch it, you think, yeah, you have to see if it, was, if it is a good show or not, but, uh, just, uh, just a usual box on the show. It didn't feel like a smackdown show, really. don't uh, even though it was, but it no I, I should say it didn't feel like a smackdown episode, I should say. Just it did feel like a good pay per view all and all. But uh yeah, that was my view of judgment of two thousand and five, I guess. Uh I don't know what pay I'm gonna do next. I'll probably try and do one longer if I can. Uh really, I'll try to get my fiance tomorrow involved one day, you know, and uh, see how it goes. So, um Hope you enjoy this uh, little review. Uh, it's gone about 45 minutes. Uh, I'll probably do another one longer and uh, I'll try and do another paper another time. But from now on, thank you. Goodbye.